0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father, through the Son, and by the Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, Christians can be Pharisaicals. Did you know that? Christians can be Pharisaical at times. That's just true. Today's Pharisees, by the way, where are today's Pharisees located? Today's Pharisees, where are they located? In the church. Like they were found in the temple at the time of Jesus. Even those who are in close proximity to Jesus can quickly pick up the Judas spirit. What is the Judas spirit? No, it's not a new book coming to you. Everybody <laughs> relax. It's the reality that Jesus, the Judas looked for an opportunity to accuse or betray Jesus? Do we look for the faults of others? That was the hypocritical judgment that Jesus was talking about in Matthew 7, not to judge but to judge others before we judge ourselves. That's the hypocrisy he was not happy about. Next, would it be nice to pick up the phone? I think it'd be nice to pick up the phone and get the Lord on the line. Wouldn't it be? You just would pick up your phone, little speed dial thing going on. Nice. Ask any question you want, get the answer before hanging up. I mean, come on, that's just got to be the greatest thing in the world. But Dave, that only happens to the spiritually elite. (laughs) You know those guys and gals, they all have a direct line. Do they have a better connection to God than Elijah did? Nope. I think we can safely say, safely say, not a chance. So if Elijah didn't have a bat phone, you don't have one either. Oh, there you go. And finally, the DDD that I will share with you will send a few shivers down a few spines. The people of God can find themselves varying off a little. And when that happens, there is often illustrates three things that are being quenched besides the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's more likely that the time, the touch... And the teach, listen to that, the time, the touch, and the teach are muddy, so it's shower time. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations although with some reservations, <laughs> spiritual observations, well, oh, I'm just rhyming all day today, and life's insanities is an so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. By the way, my Chromebook dropped because the cord broke and everything else, so it's now a 99-cent Chromebook. So, but you can still email, it still works right now, david at hemistincrease.org. You can also call us, I'm sorry, you can text us, do one before the other, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972 770 That's 972 770 When you call 972 972- 445 0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And then you'll remember, you don't need no stinking badges. That's right, because you will be. Sailing, takes me away, to where I'm away. Tell me that was not brilliant. <laughs> Come on, just tell me that wasn't brilliant. You don't need no stinking badges. I'm asking everybody who calls for their badges. <laughs> That's just good. Uh, anyway, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is maybe you have an opinion, a thought, or a comment. I don't know if you're having as much fun as me. I'm not sure. But uh, bottom line is you can call in. You can text in. You can email in. If you've got a prayer request, great time to do it. Bring other people in on it. Let them be praying. If you've got a praise report, great time to do it. Let other people be blessed by what you're sharing. People love that. If you've got something going on, you just got some questions. If you've got some comments, and they're you know in line with the idea of strengthening the body of Christ, that's what we're trying to do. It's not that we're telling you you don't have a place to complain. There's many places to complain, but you have to be careful because the children of Israel's illustration was the camp started burning at the ends. So I, I, I don't know. I don't want to do the show that way because I don't have a lot of room to run in here. It's kind of limited. Let's do it so that we encourage and bless one another. We also do Bible trivia. Here comes your Bible trivia question. Let's see if you guys can get it. Fill in the gap. Ooh. Fill in the gap. The spies reported that the promised land flowed with milk and... Okay, I'm going to stop right there. It's your job to fill in the gap. You like that? The gap. So in order to do that, you can call 972-445-0770 you can also text in 214 as well as you can send an email to david at org. We're going to take a break right here so we can pray for the Ukraine and the United States. So even though we have somebody calling in and you have a chance to do that, we're going to pray first. So let's join together with our faith. Father, we come before you right now and thank you and praise you. And many people are aware that there's some activities taking place in our own country, and our own government, that have a promising element to it, we hope. And so what we're asking for, Lord, is that, that our country could do better than murdering innocent blood. That would be a great thing so that we would not pollute the land because that's true pollution in your, according to your scriptures, spilling innocent blood. Perhaps by your grace and mercy, we can be delivered from the judgment we deserve from that, and that you wouldn't chasten us in your heart hot displeasure. I pray for Ukraine, that there could be peace there, because there's so much turmoil and so much frustration. It doesn't seem like people, they don't know what they're doing or what's going on. We ask you to reign supreme. We acknowledge every portion of your word, everything that it says that you reign in the affairs of men. Take control, bring your peace, and let your mercy be extended to your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we've prayed for them, we've prayed for our country, things that are going on. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing today? I'm David. doing pretty good, Gary. Thank you for asking. Actually, I had a good day yesterday, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping for a good day today. Just, well, that's like, good. i yeah, Nothing. I'll keep praying nothing, for you. Nothing dramatic would be fantastic. You know, sometimes you pray for the day to just not be a lot of weird stuff. You know, that's what I pray. All right, my brother, here we go. This is not a difficult one. I know you know this. Fill in the gap. The spies reported that the promised land flowed with milk and honey. That is correct, sir. (laughs) Milk and honey, which speaks to people about the basic needs plus the sweetness in life, different things of that element. That's the imagery that's certainly being communicated. Now, if they only had the faith to go with that proclamation, those 10 spies out of the 12, that would have been something else, right? Right. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, and uh, God bless you Thank you, brother, God bless you All right, great job by our brother All right uh, So we prayed for Ukraine, we prayed for that Let's get into this uh, teach Then I'll give you up-to-date stuff after this Mark chapter 14, verse 11 When they heard it, they were glad And promised to give Judas money And he sought an opportunity To betray Jesus Mark chapter 14, verse 11 I'll say it again And when they heard it They were glad and promised to give Judas money, and he sought an opportunity to betray Jesus. It's important to understand that looking for an opportunity to betray creates a mindset. They were looking for something to accuse Jesus of. That was that was what Judas was doing. He was looking for something that he could pin it on to, to make an accusation. It was fleshly because Galatians chapter five makes reference to it uh, being a provoking and an absence of love. It's a it's a it's a let me say this. It's a dissension, which is the 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 fruits of the flesh, so to speak, or the activities of the flesh is dissension. Okay, And then love is not easily provoked, and this is an easily provoked situation. They're looking for bad. So the question that we have to apply is, are we in any way, shape, or form, not in the eternal sense, but in the way that we walk our Christian walk, are we at all like Judas looking for something to pick apart on people? Are we doing that? Because doing that is not love. That's unprovoked. It's easily offended. And doing that is dissension, which is, a, is which is an attribute of the flesh. In other words, we're looking for something to rip apart or to rip to shreds. That's what Judas did to betray Jesus. And I'm not saying that you guys are Judas. But what I am saying is that we have to be careful not to have that spirit. Looking at people, leaders, other Christians, other family members, other believers, are we looking for something to accuse, are we easily provoked against somebody? Are we quickly willing to be dissenting from them because of our feelings towards them or because we're looking for an opportunity to betray them? If we do any of that, then we are like Judas. And it's like, yeah, don't do that. That's a bad idea. Look at people with a greater sense of love, mercy, and compassion. A lot of people do a lot of things bad, but you do bad things too. Pointing the mirror the other way could be quite challenging for some. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What
3: is the David Spoon experience?
1: Jonathan and David were closely knit, and David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my... Uh, people and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in Second Samuel chapter four, verse four, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled or he was lame. He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't, you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, it, it the the auditorium seated like about five thousand, so it's like huge, right? And he looked at he looks around at everybody, and then he says this. He said, "You are Mephibosheth," and I was thinking, "What? <laughs> what?" And he goes, you, and, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just, he's preaching. And he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers? You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. It doesn't deserve a horn, but you have to listen, otherwise, you will think it deserved a horn. So that's kind of how that will go. Who, or whom, or who, according to the book of Acts, declared. So who said this? Get that? Who said this? He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. Who in the book of Acts said that? Hmm, a little tougher. If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483, as well as you can send an email, David at he must Joy Ann and Cordelia striking first, as is expected. No, it's not expected. <laughs> I should just say that. But that's a really good question. So there was somebody in the book of Acts. So we're not talking about something Jesus said. Somebody in the book of Acts, according to the book of Acts, this person declared he has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. There you go. If you think you know, 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Never forget, you can always call in, and if you think you know, but you're not sure, nobody's going to embarrass you. You could not possibly embarrass yourself any more than I embarrass myself on this show on a regular basis. It's just not possible. Sorry. Uh, we do have somebody calling in, but they're now they're going to have to wait for the joke, because I did pull up the joke. And again, I want to stress this. This is a joke. Okay. All right. This is a joke. Okay. All right. This is a joke. Ready? All right. Uh, It's a preacher and he's preaching at the church. And here's what he said He said, If I had all the beer in the world, I'd take it and throw it in the river. The preacher fired off as he's continuing his message on temperance. And if I had all the drink in the world, I would take it and I would throw it into the river. And if I had all the whiskey in the world, I would take it and I would throw it into the river. And he sat down in his chair. For our closing song, let's sing hymn number 365. Shall we gather at the river? <laughs> Alright, pretty good, huh? Alright, let's bring this person... In. That was a pretty good one, bring the person through. This is David, who am um, I talking to?
0: Hi, David, you're talking to Deborah.
1: Hi, Deborah, <laughs> wonderful to hear your voice. I hope you're well. Thank you. I hope you are, too. Uh, thank you so much. Did you get to hear that joke? Did you hear that joke I was telling? Uh,
0: no, I had to go away from my radio so I wouldn't have the echo. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. It's funny. It's a funny joke. I'm just telling you. I think it's funny. If you ever listen on the podcast, you'll you'll think it's funny. If not, I'm just going to cry about it. Uh, okay, here you go. <laughs> here you go. Straightforward. In the book of uh, Acts, according to the book of Acts, uh who declared, somebody's saying this, he has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. Who said that?
0: Oh, you know what? I misunderstood the question. <laughs> That's
1: all right. All right. So think about think about the book of Acts. Think about the last half. And think who would say something like that, uh in a in a kind of a message, kind of a well thought out message who would say something along the lines of he's given you kindness by showing you rain from heaven and crops uh in their season think later half of acts who might say that uh i'm clueless okay uh it's very close to the word small oh paul yes that's
0: correct (laughs)
1: That is right. It was the Apostle Paul. <laughs> well, you
0: know what? I thought that for a second. I go, I wonder if that's Paul, but I wasn't sure. So no,
1: It was. And there, there's a reference to this, something similar in the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus was talking about the rain coming on the just and the unjust. But that's not what this text was. This text was something different, where he was just talking to them, trying to explain, hey, God is involved in everything. He's given you rain. He's given you this. He's given you this. And so that was the Apostle Paul, though. That would be the right answer. So you got there.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Um, hey, I was wondering if you could say a prayer for my friend. Um, her husband passed away. He didn't make it. And which And I was Kevin.
1: Which, which friend?
0: Uh, oh, my friend is uh, Sheila.
1: Did he recently pass?
0: Yeah, you said a prayer for him the oh, other day, uh, last week for me. Yeah, yeah. But he did. He did not make it. All right,
1: let's pray for her. then. And I comfort. was wondering. Yeah, I was
0: wondering if you could pray for her just for strength to make it through, and also if you could ask for a blessing for Susie.
1: Yeah, you got it. Let's pray, Father. We come before okay. you right now. We just lift up Sheila to you. Just so sad that that she's had the loss, but but God, you are a God of comfort, and this is that we can't do what you can do. And we ask you. We thank you. We praise you. And we ask you to bring your kingdom into her heart and into her mind, that she might know you still care, you still love her, you still you're still committed to her. And it's a loss, and it's a, a bummer, and and the result of sin is death, and it's it's terrible, and. We just pray that there can be comfort and graciousness given to her. And we, we do pray a special blessing for Susie as well, that she could just uh, have just, just this refreshment and this refinement of faith and confidence in your goodness and your grace. We pray for these people because they're hurting, and that's why you came, to help us because we're hurting. and We need that help from you even right now in these situations. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Thank you, David, and um, y'all have a
1: good day. All right, thank you. God bless you. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye.
1: All right, bye-bye. That's tough. It's always hard, right? It is hard. You know what? You keep, that's one of the, you know what? I, I had this happen, so oh I should tell you. I'll, remind me to tell this story in the next uh, segment. So kind of an interesting. It's not weird, but interesting. So just just remind me. So, hey, don't forget that story, Dave. Something like that. All right. First Kings chapter 18, verse 1. Ready? Okay. After a long time, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year Go and present yourself to Ahab. I will send rain on the surface of the land. Okay. Now listen. Listen to this. After a long time, a word of the Lord came to one of the most significant, powerful, influential prophets that have ever lived, spoken about throughout the entire Bible, referenced on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, with Moses. How big is this guy? He's huge. Oh, yeah. After a long time, the word of the Lord came. Now, I know that when I pray, I like I am. I like instant messaging when I pray. I want the answer right away. I want God to respond. I want to pray and have somebody knock on my door and go telegram for Dave and have it be from God. But that is not the way that God operates often. It's not that he never does that. He does do that from time to time. But in the majority of our engagements with God, there is this call for us to have a quiet trust and a rest Listen to, that. Listen to those phrases. A quiet trust and a rest in his goodness and in his timing. It is, uh, of all the things that I look at that I deal with as a Christian, it is the timing issue that I have the, the hardest—it's the, uh, the hardest element for me to address— Because I don't know everything, I think it should be done on my timetable. And yet the Lord has never failed, missed, or misstepped on any promise fulfillment ever. And it requires me to have a quiet trust and a rest that he's got it covered He's got my best interest in mind. He will help. And it's the same thing. It's no different from, from Abraham. It's no different from King David. It's no different from Peter. It's no different from the disciples. Remember at the end uh, in, in the book of Acts, the, all the disciples, they just spent three years with Jesus. They had seen miracles and they had participated in miracles. Dead people had come to life. Blind people had seen. He was Jesus was teaching. It was amazing. Jesus resurrected and what did they say? Okay, so now it's at this time, right? Now you're going to do the, all this stuff for the kingdom. Now we're going to take over, now we're going to give it to the Romans, right? Now? Now? Even then, even though they were disciples and deeply with Jesus, their timing was just so off, because they didn't have a trust or a rest. They wanted to get the answer then and there, and sometimes it doesn't come for a long time. But that's why we trust him with a fixated, immovable confidence in the goodness of God. Okay, all right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I
3: go down to the jail of my soul.
1: But I want to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this against all hope, Abraham in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not. Oh impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment. God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew it's amazing. It's a miracle. Exactly. And and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing, and Easton's whole life believing, that God can step in and this can change, and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it there are tough things. I went through a, a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. Sometimes I Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here is your next trivia question. You got a one out of four, and then I'll just tell you that this is in the synoptics. So now you have a one out of three chance. When Jesus cursed the fig tree, which gospel recorded the fact that it was not the season for figs? Only one of the synoptic gospels did that. Which one was that? One in three. I mean, that's really good odds. Uh, if you want to, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at org. We're going to send you to the website as we often do. Keep in mind some of the things that I told you. There is uh, Both books are now free on the website. Plus, there's an app for our book on the website. So that's all cool. Uh, literally, our our podcasts are everywhere. So if you uh, say to Alexa, you know, Alexa, play the David Spoon Express, It'll play it. It's like so weird. Uh, and then same thing for Google and blah, 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 and Spotify and blah, 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 and Edify and blah, 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 and all that other stuff. Blah, blah, blah. That's the new company. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, last thing to tell you is money and money is, uh, we're, we're, we pay the rent. So we're so appreciative that we could do that. And we've had some, we had some gifts in the past that were large and they were able to carry us through But now we're at the point where it's like, shh, 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 shh. got to keep it going, got to keep it going. So if you can give great, if you can't pray, if you can't do 60 bucks, do 60 seconds. That's fair. Check out. He must increase.org.
2: Prayer request? He
3: must
2: Praise report?
3: He must increase.org. Looking to give
1: to this ministry?
3: HeMustIncrease.org
1: increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He
2: must increase.org. He must increase.org.
1: That's the only satisfaction I get anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just, I don't know. You ruined me. It's your fault. I mean, you did it. I know. I mean, I used to be fine. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, now you got to do those multiple ones. They're way funnier. It's like, okay, fine. Uh, is somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay. All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: This is Annika. How I, are you doing? I'm
1: doing good, Annika. How are you feeling? How's your, how's I'm your stiffness? I'm doing much
3: better. I I want to report that I i am much improved over the weekend, and thank you for the prayers.
1: Oh, no problem. I'm so glad you're doing better. That's great news. <laughs> oh,
3: my. It's no fun <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> to be anything but the best. Yeah. so. Um, But I did want to take a stab at the
1: answer to the trivia question. Okay. Do you want any helpful hints, or what do you want to do?
3: I'm going uh, to—okay, I'm going to take a stab. I'm going to say no, because I'm going to take a stab, and I'm going to say, because it's such a detail, uh, that it would be likely to be Luke because he was a physician.
1: That is excellent reasoning. Excellent right. reasoning, but it's not right. <laughs> ah, now I'll take the hint. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the thing. Every once in a while, this writer who gave little detail gave a few issues of detail. Between Matthew, Mark, and Luke, one of them was a little more short and to the point, but in this case, he gave this extra nugget. Who might that be? It's not Luke. Who would that be between Matthew and Mark? I'm just going to take a 50-50 and say Matthew. Okay. And if it wasn't Matthew, then we would think...
3: <laughs> oh, it's Mark. That's
1: correct! It's Mark!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bombed, bombed, bombed. It was fun. Huh, that's interesting, though, because usually I when, it's, when it comes to something like that, I would pick the physician. He does seem to be more
1: detailed. First of all, that's exactly correct, except for Matthew's Gospel. So Matthew's Gospel was written to the Jewish people, okay? So Matthew has uh, less explanation about any kind of Jewish customs, but that was his focus. In Luke's Gospel, it was uh, much more of a generic, this is the Son of Man, the Savior of the world, and Luke was the only non-Jewish writer in the New Testament. Mark, who was uh, uh, also a disciple of, of... of Peter was like quick and to the point, kind of like Peter, <laughs> like quick huh. and to the point kind of thing. So Mark, but Mark, in this particular instance, and most of the time, I'm telling you, most of the time, you'd have been spot on with Luke. That'd have been the exact right call. But in this unique instance, it did pull off to go towards Mark. But you did so good. I, who <laughs> cares? And your testimony is great. So nobody cares.
3: Okay. Well, thanks so much, and I've been really enjoying listening.
1: Okay, I appreciate it.
3: (laughs) And I will remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: bet bet you will. Good
3: job. Uh,
1: Thanks so much. All right, God bless you. Uh, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I can do history. Let me do this story. Let me do the teaching. Then I'll do history in the next segment. So I want to tell you this story, and then I'm going to do the teaching. To listen to this story, it's such a silly, goofy story. So most of you know, I've talked to you about this personally. Uh, I have... uh, I'm, I've been into devotions my whole life. I don't know what it is, just something about spending time with the Lord and the Word. And I've had things happen where one time I had a rock in my eye and I was going to have to have it removed by a doctor. And I'm reading the Bible and the rock falls right while I'm reading the Bible, right out of my eye, right onto the Bible. I was like, yeah, talk about a physician, right? That kind of thing, right? Okay. So I, I just get into it and so on and so forth. But, I decided about about 24 years ago or so that I would be super diligent. So I've always spent time reading the Bible, and I've read it a numerous, numerous times and spent a lot of time in prayer, but I decided I'm not going to miss a day. So I made this commitment, tried to do this. I have now gone 24 years and three months without missing spending an hour with God every day, Monday through Friday, I take or Monday through Saturday, I take Sunday off. That's my Sabbath. I, isn't that funny? But hey, I go to church, so who cares? So I think that all worked out, right? I had a dream that I blew it, because my biggest goal is to get to 25 years. It's a good goal right? And in my dream, I just thought this was amazing. in my dream I, I in my dream, I'm like, yeah, I didn't make it. Ah. And then you know what I did? I said, okay, it's time to start the next 25 attempt. And what's funny when I woke up is I almost thought that this was for somebody else and not me. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but if you've done something and you've pushed at it and you've really tried and you've really sought to do it uh, the best you can and uh, and you're really uh, working – and then you've fallen off or you've con- gone uh, kind of a different direction or hasn't panned out, you know what? That's okay. Start again. Instead of trying to – uh, justify it, instead of trying to make it—what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Instead of trying to make it uh, this big, huge loss or something, start again. Just do it again. And for me, so you can know, this this is probably 15, 20 times more important to me than the than the doctorate degree because spending time with the Lord every day is important. I mean, I just think it's—I think it's the substantial— Anchor to true Christian living. That's my that's my take on it, okay? And I would rather do that than anything. In fact, to, to, just so you can know, <laughs> this is, uh, so I do my show prep and I do all this stuff. After I'm done reading my Bible and then when I'm done praying, then I feel my day is over no matter what the day brings. It's like that's how I live like, you know, I mean, I'm ready to do the show. Saturday is really a challenge, though, because my day doesn't start enjoying until I'm done. It's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just what I'm saying is I need to get that done. It's important for me. It's a priority. And so then I do it. Now, I'm not doing that to brag or anything else. I'm trying to tell you the way to go about it if you have a fault, if you have a skip. And keep in mind, I have skipped prior to this 24-year time. I'd skipped a bazillion times. OK, and life didn't, you know, work out that way it is. And I just made this determination that I, I would go with no sleep. One time I had to get up at one in the morning. And I had to get up at two in the morning. And I had to go up at three in the morning. And I had to do four in the morning. I mean, it just doesn't, it never mattered. And now at this point, it's like, I just want to get to 25 years. <laughs> OK, and something will probably happen that will <laughs> skip right in there and stop me. But you know what? Listen, whatever it is, even if you say, I'm going to do this for, for, two months. I'm just going to spend every day. Then do it. Or for a month or for a week or for anything like that. Or I'm going to do it for a year. I'm going to read this for this. I'm just just do it. And if, it, if, it, if you falter and it goes to the left or it goes to a different direction and you're kind of like, oh, that's the bummer. I, I didn't have. Uh, OK, time to start again. Because that's what it is. It's time to start again. So I know that there's somebody out there that has had a real good consistency with the Lord, and then you kind of fell off or broke off, and it's like, I get it. Okay, start again. Do it again. Just start the whole thing over. And you think, well, wait, 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 is that, is that uh, okay? Is that is that biblical? Not only is it biblical, but talking about the gospel of Mark is the perfect lead-in to that because Mark abandoned the ministry— when he was hanging out with Barnabas and Paul. Then he came back, and he came back so well, he wrote a gospel, which is pretty good. <laughs> if you're going to come back, writing a gospel is a good, it's a pretty good way to do it. Here's what I'm trying to say. Just come back. Just do it again. Just start again. Do, and if you need to change what those parameters are, so what? Do it. Because the more time you spend with God, the more time you hang out in prayer, the more time you engage with the Word and read the Word, not for the purpose of reading, but for the purpose of hearing the voice of God, the better you'll be. Period. Okay? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: Is the David Spoon experience?
1: Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what politics say, regardless of what uh, different people say, Jesus does one thing better than anybody else. He brings hope. It's like, wait, this could be different. And in verse 29, she touches Jesus and immediately her bleeding stops, right? She, the Bible says, look at it, immediately her bleeding stopped. She felt it in her body. She was freed from her suffering. You know, people will say, well, I mean, how do you know if you're healed? I got a message for you. When the Lord, when you touch the Lord and power comes from the Lord into your life, you know. She knew. Not only did she knew, Jesus knew. And Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? Who touched me? Power went out for me. Right? And then the disciples are, okay. Like, there's like a thousand people right next to you. How are we supposed to? Now, why did Jesus do all that? Watch this. This is just one of those absolute mind blowers. The first thing that happens to her is her issue of blood ceases to exist because she touches Jesus. We would call that a physical healing. She was physically healed. She had an issue of blood, and that's a problem, and she couldn't do anything to help it. But when she was able to touch Jesus, bam, the physical healing happened. But then Jesus does this such weird thing because he's so cool that it just fits the whole thing. He says, who touched me? And they're all like going, okay, well, you know, take a look around, dude. There's a lot of people here. And he's like, who touched me? And then the woman said— It was me, right? Jesus not only physically healed her, watch this, he socially healed her because a woman who had an issue of blood was not allowed to have the same level of public contact as everybody else. So he heals her physically and then calls her up in front of everybody and goes, yeah, you're well now, huh? It's just, just think about the moment, And instead of saying anything negative, because God's not like that, he's like, oh, your faith has healed you. Okay, your faith and confidence in you touching me made the difference. You're physically healed. And let everybody who's around you know you are no longer to be untouched because you touched me. Now you're socially healed.
3: Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM.
1: Oh. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. As we get ready to do our final trivia question In which book of the Bible do we find the words, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven? Which book? Of the Bible? Do we find the words there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483. And then you can send an email david at he must uh, somebody is calling in. So hold on, hold on a second. That was me getting a swig of tea. If you're trying to figure it out, that's that's what that was. Okay. <laughs> a little bit of throat rumble. Thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna find out if they're gonna answer the trivia question. This is also the stall. I can tell. I can do little uh, pup, finger puppet things. I don't. I don't think you will be able to see them. Let me see. No. Okay. All right. uh, Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
4: Hi, David. Hi, Mary. Mary. Hi.
1: How are you?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I have such a, you know, I have therapists that come and I have so many different things going on in my life right now, but Anyway, I'm
1: listening today. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. It's always glad to hear. I'm glad to hear your voice. It's wonderful to hear from you. I'm glad that you assume you're getting better and you're doing a little bit better than you were doing. Are you doing oh, better?
4: I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's what counts, Mary. So that's good. Oh, so good yeah. to hear your voice. All right. So because you are the champion here. Uh, And the mother of many who have faith here, we're going to ask you the big question. In which book of the Bible do we find the words, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven?
4: That's Ecclesiastes.
0: That
1: is correct! You are right!
4: (laughs) Yeah. Good job. Yeah, that's an interesting book, actually. Yeah, it is. Ecclesiastes.
1: Yes, it is yeah. fascinating. It's like there's a you kind of feel like he was in a couple of different moods when he wrote the book. Some of them up, some of them down.
4: <laughs> um yeah, I I agree with that, you know. Um he he starts out really depressed, but he's not going to end up like that. Correct. He also he also wrote the. Um, Proverbs, you know, the book of Proverbs.
1: Correct, that's and correct.
4: Sometime maybe you can ask over the radio what his name was. <laughs> ah,
1: that's so great. I'm going to ask people, who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes and Proverbs? And you're, you're yeah. going to be the one that calls in and answers. <laughs>
4: I'll let somebody else answer. That would be a good question, you know?
1: Yep, it is a good question. Very good question. Also, the song is also the Song of Songs is also another one.
4: Yeah. That's, yeah. uh,
1: That's right. So, good job, Mary. It is absolutely wonderful to hear your voice.
4: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and, um, The Lord's good.
1: Yes, he is. You know? He he is good.
4: good And he's faithful, you know, to us. He is. So that's the way we need to be, too. And um, he wants us to have fellowship with him every day. Just like, you know, at the beginning with Adam and Eve, he walked with them in the cool of the the, uh, early evening every day. That, every day. That's right. And so we we can't walk with with him that way, but yeah, but we can sure have fellowship with him every day, anytime during the day too.
1: Yep, that's right, yeah. Mary. Excellent. All
4: righty then. Well, thank you. I'll let you go, and bye. I'll be listening. All right. God bless, Mary. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.
1: Yay! So great to hear her voice, right? Okay, we're gonna do history real fast, and then I'll do the final teach. It's so great to hear. It's just like a blessing for the show. Yeah, like everybody's like going, yay! Yeah, it's Mary! Yay! All these people texting in, yay! (laughs) Oh, that's just too funny. Uh, Okay, let's do our history real fast, and then we'll do the last uh, teach. All right, we won't spend a lot of time on this. Today is, no, that's not the right thing. That's not the right thing. Uh, Public radio day uh, that uh, technically is not NPR because NPR stands for not professional radio. So we don't really talk about that very much. But today is National Two Different Colored Shoes Days. So what that means is you're supposed to wear two different color shoes. That is one of the few things that the millennials have given the society is nobody cares what color socks you wear anymore. Uh, well, they gave us something. <laughs> Might as well be that. Uh, let's see. 1856 on this day, the first world championship uh, judo. Competition was held. Gone with the Wind, a no- novel by Margaret Mitchell, uh, wins Pulitzer Prize for fiction. In 1966, Johnny Carson and Ava Gabor saved Twister when they try to play the Twister game on the Johnny Carson show. There you go. That's uh, all it is for history. Not much to do with uh, that. Let's go into the teaching. Great. Uh, here's when the people of God are a little off. Uh-oh. Dave, you're supposed to finish with something nice. 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 10, he replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, but the Israelites have abandoned your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are looking for me to take my life. Elijah's sharing with the Lord how he ain't that happy <laughs> about how the people of God were uh, treating him, so to speak, even though he just had this huge victory. But he lists three things, and it's probably not an accident that this DDD, Devotional Diamond of the Day, or Dallas, Denver, Detroit, uh, will have uh, an impact because we are all talking about relationships. In the last segment, I talked about my relationship, my time with the Lord. Mary just brought that up when we were talking about there. Here's the first thing that Elijah says. They've abandoned the covenant. And that covenant— for the Christian is having a constant connection through Jesus. You have that connection. I have that connection. It's just whether or not we use it. Remember how she just said, Mary just said, you know, you can talk to him every day. Anytime, 365, 24-7, you can talk to the Lord because Jesus made a new and living way. You can come before the Lord anytime and pray. So to not spend time with him, to not spend time in his word is a decision we make because it's available. So Elijah, first thing he points out is they've abandoned that covenant of being connected to you. They've torn down your altars, not giving you the honor and the respect you deserve and not acknowledging who you are. And then he says this, they've killed the prophets, ignoring the teachers and the, and the prophets and the truth tellers of God. This is when Christians can go wrong when when we're in the walk and we don't pay attention to the covenant that we have with the Lord. We don't pay attention to the altars that we have before the Lord, making sure that everything we have, own, and that we are is left on his altar so that we don't take it back and have it stand between us and God. And making sure we pay attention to the teachers and to the prophets and to the people who speak the truth for God and help us you know, uh actualize some of this material that we engage with. When we ignore our teachers, when we ignore our prayer time, when we ignore the Bible, when we ignore our fellowship, when we ignore the covenant, when we ignore the altar, we're off. That's the there is to it. I'm not nobody's seeking to you must be perfect in this. Nobody says that ever. I mean, whoever says that whoever says that you should know that person's not a prophet or a, a teacher. You just gotta keep drawing closer. And if, if I spend the rest of my years just encouraging people to draw closer, and one person draws one millimeter, one inch closer, I win. What do I get for it? Nothing. Except it's the right thing. That That's what you get for it. So we got to be careful not to abandon the covenant. We got to be careful not to tear down these altars, these dedications that we've made to the Lord. And that really might be better understood as things that you dedicate to the Lord that you don't stick to. It's like, don't do that. If you're going if you have something you build up to the Lord, you know, take care of it. Right? I mean, this is a terrible example, but I'll use it cuz you can't stop me at this point. So I have a barbecue grill I'm not a bad barbecue guy. I'm not a great barbecue guy. But you know what I'm not? I'm not a clean the barbecue guy. Guess what happens when you have a barbecue that doesn't get clean? Well, the first thing that happens is you open up the lid and you know what happens? A bird flies out. (laughs) You think I'm kidding. You're wrong. Okay? You are 100% wrong. I'm not kidding at all. I mean, the expression on my face is enough for him is worth the priceless. And that's what happens when you don't take care of the things that you're supposed to take care of. So don't do that on your altars, that you've committed and devoted to the Lord like I did to my barbecue. Now I keep a better eye on it. Birdie's there to help me, which is not really helpful because he thinks birds are great. So I'm not sure that's really going to help me in the long run. Don't abandon the covenant, spending time with the Lord. Make sure you take care of these things you've committed to the Lord. Listen to the people God has put in your life that can help you that that teach you, that direct you, that guide you towards the Lord. That's all good things to do. Those are the things we ought to be doing, okay? All right, all right folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, and then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.